Warning! 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 Movie Podcast Weekly would like to inform the listeners that this podcast will contain spoilers and mild language. And Andy's mom would like to inform the listeners that he is really a sweet, special boy who cares deeply about others, even though he pretends not to. <laughs> Man, I love being the editor of this show now. Line it up. Let's kick this pig. Bring it. This is Movie Podcast Weekly, where it's no longer weekly, but it is still about movies. <laughs> My name is William Rohn Jr. and I will be your facilitating host this episode. And with me is an actor named Carl. Carl, how are you, man? I'm living the dream. Do you yeah. live in the dream? What dream is that? Uh, the nightmare, really, but I call it the dream. <laughs> and as you as you heard, a guy named Andy. Andy. Sandy you, or Mandy or Landy, whatever you want. Oh, I'm well. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. I'm doing good. You probably deserve that. Um, Where's so, our buddy tonight? Yeah, we're missing a geek named Ryan. <laughs> uh, we don't know where he is. We don't know if he's okay. We did not hear that he wasn't going to be joining us. So... We hope probably had one out. too many whiskeys and he's passed out on the couch. Probably. <laughs> if any of you hear from Ryan, though, let us know. Yeah. I, I don't know how that would work, but. So, um, what I uh, did last time was if this is your first time listening, which you guys said there might be at least one or, one or two, this is what <laughs> you can expect in the episode. Uh, typically we do kind of like a listener feedback, which I think we're going to skip because it's the same as, as last time. It's all just hateful. That we suck. <laughs> yeah. Well, Carl, last time, uh, the listeners were posting all about how, uh, what, what they thought each of us represented as like the body of the show, uh, you know, who was the heart, who was the conscious, who was the, oh, okay. uh, yeah, all that stuff. but you know, whatever. Uh, so yeah, we'll skip that. Uh, last time I did a uh, my own little section or or uh, segment called "Have You Ever Wondered?" and it was because I had uh, just finished uh, Afterlife with Ricky Gervais, which I forgot to talk about during the episode. I said I was going to, and then I didn't. But uh, I was watching an interview with him where. The, they were like walking through in England, like a, you know, cemetery. And the interviewer says like, you know, what does Ricky Gervais want on his tombstone? And he, he just like quickly said, here lies Ricky Gervais. He had a laugh, then found a lump. <laughs> and uh, I know I did this all last time, but the reason why I'm bringing this all up again is because Carl, you weren't here. And we all kind of said, what we thought we would uh, want on our tombstone. And I was curious if you, I might've even sent a text before that recording. Did you ever think about or get that? No, uh-uh. Oh, well, I know I kind of be on the spot, but if you think of it during the recording, unless you already know, I would, I think we would love to hear what you would like on your tombstone. For example, uh, Mine was, uh, one of mine was, <laughs> here lies William Charles Rowan Jr., 
the name is so long that the family couldn't afford to say anything else. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, Andy, do you remember what yours was? I said I wasn't going to have a tombstone. Oh, right. But and, then we, and then I derailed the whole damn thing to uh, <laughs> about whether we should be cremated or not. As I'm as I'm want to do. Right. But I mean, not really. All, all I said was like, well, just, you know, for the sake of the game, you know, just pretend. I don't, you know, as you were asking that, I don't recall that I ever actually said anything, but hmm. I don't remember. Right. So, Carl, you're going to give that a little thought? No, I, I know what mine would say. Or oh. I, um, the the audio file in me, I would say. Here lies Carl Huddleston. There's no such thing as too loud when your favorite song is playing. <laughs> That's nice. That's pretty good. Yeah. You know, it's as deep as my <laughs> prose gets. <laughs> I was just thinking, what well, that would be pretty cool if, uh, you know, in the future, like tombstones could be interactive. And maybe there's like a little, uh, like the song that you chose just plays like if yeah. something goes up to it and like you know touches it or something to see have it even be a jukebox pick your favorite song and turn it way up <laughs> and dance on my grave right <laughs> that'd be pretty cool um right so uh yeah so we kind of did the same thing again um the only other thing that i actually thought of so did anyone else see pet cemetery no no oh, okay I was going to ask, like, what is your worst dead pet story? Just oh, I've got dead pet stories. Well, all right, let's do it. I, this is just this isn't something that's going to happen every week. But when I'm facilitating, I wanted to do just a quick, you know, segment of something that's on theme. So, Andy, what's your dead pet story? Uh, so um, I, we did uh, in our in our church. I was I, I was working with the youth, and one of the things that we were doing is an activity. So we were we were uh, filming like shorts um, and uh, there was a scene that I was trying to get these uh, these kids to you know act and look a little bit sorrow or remorseful and, and I remember saying to them uh, kids I, I need you to think of something sad like, like I've had I've had uh, two dogs die on the same day twice uh, that's a true that that's a true thing, and uh, it totally worked. And they were all bummed out about that. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's my story. Wow. I've had two dogs die on the same day twice, and that's what I tap into if I ever need to pretend to be sad. Oh, in a like, be, are you being serious? Yeah. How old were you? Uh, well, I mean, it didn't happen on the same day. It was two different days where I had two dogs die. Um, wait, you had two dogs die on the same day, two different times. Yes. Well, how did that happen? Well, I have have four dogs. No, I, but what (laughs) I know, but how did they, how did they die at the same time? What was going on? Uh, well, one time, uh, two of them were poisoned and got into some, like, skunk bait. Yikes. Uh, and then, and then another time, uh, one, one got hit by a car and one got, 
one guy paled and had to be put down. Are you, so on okay, so I get the poison thing. That makes sense. But another day one got impaled and mm-hmm. the other one got hit by a car? Mm-hmm. Jeez. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> All right. And again, how old were you yep. when this happened? Uh let's see. I would have been young young teens. When the when the first when the when the two dogs were poisoned and then I was young twenties when um when the two when the, the other two dogs died. Alright. So yeah, so if you were acting, this is where you go to get the tears flowing. This is where I, this is where I go to get the tears. <laughs> Wow. Carl, do you have a... Co- I'm all over the place, but I just love it. Carl, because you are an actor, where do you go to, to get the tears? Do you have a place? He goes to, he goes to my two dogs. Yeah. My, my four dead dogs. Go to Andy's dead dogs. <laughs> okay. I well, haven't Carl had to do that soul yet, of his so own. I don't know where I'd go. Probably oh, one of my kids. Little have- Moxie. Oh, Carl, you haven't had to do it yet? Oh. Interesting. Oxy died last September. Is that who's she the, did? Is that oh, was that to, your dog? Put her down. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I just brought it up. I'm sorry, dude. It's fine. Been, it's still, oh, I like that little dog way more than I like you. <laughs> she had a good 13 years. Oh, she was wonderful. Yeah, she she got she gained weight and then it just yeah went south. Oh, buddy. <laughs> isn't that isn't that the way it works man just yeah, even with us it is <laughs> but the two the two d- pet deaths that in my life in my when i was growing up we had well not when I, one when i was growing up the other one i was grown up but i've had two dogs uh that were hit and killed by cars mm. and the first one was well, i was a teenager and it was oh it was so graphic i'll never forget it i won't go into details but it man you, horrifying. you saw it happen? Yeah. Oh, yikes. I mean, th- that was mine. It wasn't my pet or the person uh, who I was with. Very good friend. We are in high school. And he... <laughs> this dog came out of nowhere. Uh, like, we were just about to his house. Like, it was four or five houses away from where we were going. And, and this huge dog is this huge, like, bigger than we were or as big as we were. This massive white dog just flew out into the street. He nails it with his forerunner. It's dead. We're shocked. We're just like in shock sitting there. And this lady comes screaming out of the house and she's, you know, yelling the pet's name and then picks it up and cradles it and is crying into the fur. And I was just like, what? Like we, you know, we had just got like Taco Bell and we were hurrying back to watch a movie. We were like super excited. You know, we're just chilling. Like we weren't speeding or anything, but it was just like, it happened so fast and it was so dramatic and so upsetting that like we just called it off for the day. We just <laughs> Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was brutal. Mm. So I can yeah. only I can dead, only yeah. dead, dead dog stories. Dead dog stories. So that's have you uh have you ever wondered segment. All right. So the other segments are what you've been watching and feature reviews and then Basically, that's it. Sometimes entertainment news, sometimes not. But uh, often we'll talk about what we're going to see next time in plugs. So that's what the show is. 
So let's just jump right into uh, what we've been watching. Andy, do you want to start? Is there anything you want to bring up? Uh, I spent uh, I spent ten days on the road down in uh, Texas, and and I am I am happy to say that I I got three new movies for my kids. We got the. Um, the new Mary Poppins movie, the new, um, there were two other movies. Oh, the new, um, uh, uh, into the spider verse and, uh, wreck it Ralph, the new, uh, Ralph Rex internet. Right. We actually were so busy. We only got to one of those. Which one? <laughs> uh, Ralph Rex, the internet. Cool. Which I think I've talked about before. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. Yeah, I saw. It. Oh man, that was good. Yeah, it that was, was good. really good. It was really, it was, it's very intelligently done. Yeah, yeah my kids love it. My my little baby thinks it's hilarious. So I've mostly just been watching reruns because we've been we've been on we've been living in a van for ten days. Um, <laughs> one of the things as a from kind of like a storytelling point of view with that i i noticed uh something that's really original or interesting with that uh, ralph breaks the internet is there's no clear obvious protagonist like as a person yeah and that's not uh to be able to pull that off and still kind of have it work uh it's kind of unique for for a disney yeah. movie or a pixar you know yeah i know uh, and it was different than wreck it ralph um had an obvious protagonist Right. Or, or excuse, uh, an, an antagonist. Sorry. And, oh, right. Uh, antagonist. Did I say you, protagonist? You, yeah, you said. Uh, um, I know what you meant. Okay. Um, and, and Ralph Rex the Internet. It, 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 I don't know. Yeah, it, it, there, there was some authenticity to that, I think, that, that, that resonated with me. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, for, for the. Especially, especially if you have um, daughters, and you get really tired of the Disney films that are all about even the ones that are trying to be uh, Moana's the the you know the the female empowerment. It, it seems like protagonists in those movies are are always the parents, or <laughs> um, you know, you look at Frozen or Moana or. Uh, those are the two that jump out at me, but they're, uh, and then especially some of the older ones where, where really female empowerment has to just come out as rebellion against your parents. And it gets old. It gets, it gets, it gets tedious. I'm not sure that it's even necessarily sending the right message, but it's nice. It's, it's nice that Disney is, uh, is realizing that and um, and they even kind of make fun of that in, in uh, Ralph Rex the Internet when they have that little montage of the Disney princesses and uh, talk about that. So anyway, yeah, that is literally all I've watched. I absolutely loved the song that's in it that Penelope does, like the Grand Theft Auto. Disney song. 
I don't remember it. What? It's the, How does it go? I don't know, but I don't know the tune, but <laughs> it's like the funniest segment ever. Yeah, it was good. It's like the best. Oh, I'm, I'm drawing a complete blank. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I look, can't get you to sing it right now. When she's driving the car. I mean, it's the only yeah. song in the movie. <laughs> it's not like there's other songs. Can you sing it for me? Yes. It goes. Sing it. <clears throat> Hold on, I just have to warm up. La 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 la. No, no I'm not gonna sing, dude. Come on. <laughs> I thought for a second there you were going to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so All right. it's pretty good so, that you got that in. Any any highlights yeah. from the trip? Any uh, close calls or you know weirdos at the gas station? Uh, I I nearly knocked my side view mirror off my van. Uh, and broke it uh, with a cactus. Where did you go? I was on a dirt road. Jeez. I mean, on your trip, where did you? Uh, Big Bend National Park, down on the Rio Grande. I don't know if uh, it's if Texas is like Arizona, but apparently, if you damage one of those big, uh, you know, cactuses there, like you get huge trouble. Uh -huh. Is that, is that the way yeah, it is now? Yeah, no, the, there's, no, there's no damage to this cactus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, it nearly took out. Uh, it was a terrible washboard road, and I was avoiding a big pothole and uh, just got a little a little too far to the right and clipped the the edge of my mirror on a, on a very stout, robust... Uh, it wasn't It wasn't a... Um, shoot, it wasn't an organ cactus organ pipe cactus it was it was a different species okay anyway, anyway uh yeah rio grande it was really cool we floated floated down the river a little bit so i've, I've, I've floated into mexico and back wow um uh there's a cute little town uh that's just over the border that you can get to from the national park uh where you pay some of the, the locals to float you over in a uh, in a in an ore boat, and then uh, you can pay a little bit more and ride to don donkeys into town. That was really fun to do with my kids. Um, they, you know, it's, it's kind of a really small, quaint little village that's friendly and set up for tourists, and go over there and buy stuff and eat authentic Mexican food. It was great. It was a good time. Cool. Ben's a rad national park. I, I, I had never even thought, I mean, other than it was on my list of, of national parks, I, I hadn't really thought about going there or what to do. And we just had a ball. So, oh, cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah it was great. <clears throat> so, um, Oh, 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 and I got my, wait, wait. I, and I got my, I got my 100,000 step fit. Uh, 100,000 steps in a day Fitbit uh, Olympian shoe mirror badge what? For, for, for a day that I hiked almost 50 miles <laughs> oh okay I don't really know what your what that is is, is it an actual merit badge <laughs> it's a, like a digital thing oh okay so it's, it's a, a Fitbit thing it's, it's a Fitbit app thing that gives you like a little yeah is it like a little ribbon or a medal or a star, golden star, golden duck? Yeah. Cool. You got it. You got it. I'll send it to you. <laughs> Please do. 
All right. So thanks, Andy. Carl, what have you been watching, man? So lately there hasn't been much on TV, so I sometimes I'll tune into a program and then find myself wanting to watch more of it. And it's actually, I found a couple of legal shows that one that's been on the air for a few years and another one that is just in its second season. Uh, the second season one is about a office of young lawyers called uh, For the People. What, what's nice about it is the, the writing is actually really clever and snappy, you know. Usually on law shows, the cases tend to be the same, but, you know, if you can get good writing with the characters, then it gets, becomes compelling. Right. And, and the other one I, I've started liking is uh, a show called Bull, which is about a guy who has a firm and he's a a jury consultant. He helps his team of lawyers pick the best jury and then they analyze what they need to do to try to win the jury over. Uh, it's also written pretty well. So where are you, where are you watching these? Where's the... Uh, it's on ABC and CBS. Oh, so, I mean, are you watching them? Like, are you recording them? Recording or? them, oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, and then the other thing I watched that I don't know if you guys have seen, but it's really good, is Ricky Gervais' new show called Afterlife. Yeah. That's on uh, my... Yeah, we talked about that last time. Well, we didn't. I, I said I wanted to and then forgot. <laughs> oh. Um, you have go. you guys seen it? Yeah, I... I yeah, I loved it. I, I'm a huge Ricky Gervais fan, like massive. It's really good. I mean, you, it's it starts out depressing, but but still funny. And by the end, it's just and it was really well done. Yeah, he, he he plays a journalist who's lost his wife to cancer, and he just doesn't give a crap anymore. And so he he decides he's just going to say and do what he feels with doesn't care about the consequences. And it's how, and then you know hilarity ensues. Yeah, this is, uh, it's interesting. So uh, if you've seen his other work, uh, obviously he and Stephen Merchant created the original Office. They went on to do an HBO show, Extras. Um, they've done, uh, they they have another friend that they work with. They've done travel shows. It's called Idiot Abroad. Uh, Life's Too Short with uh, Warwick Davis, the guy who's uh, Willow and uh, one of the Ewoks, you know. Uh, they, you know, they, they do all these really heartwarming, oh, Derek, heartwarming shows. Uh, I recommend them all. I love them. But this one was a little different. This was the first one where I felt, well, Derek was shocking at first because Ricky Gervais is acting like someone that has a, like a learning disability or I don't know, maybe severe like Asperger's or, or autism or something. So that, that one, as far as getting used to him pretending to be someone he's not even kind of like it's a little bit jarring <laughs> but <laughs> but the show's like so heartwarming and so touching um but this one is different this one to me stands out quite a bit because it's so it's like you can feel the depression and the give like someone who's given up hope and he's so angry and he honestly just could care less about he doesn't even want to live. It's not that he just doesn't care, which is totally it. He doesn't even want to live anymore. Yeah. And that premise is potent. That's like a for that for the protagonist to have that 
is and you're staying with it because you know generally an audience will attach to the protagonist just naturally without even thinking about it you know that's right one of the tricks like even now i have to remind my wife when we're watching certain shows where it's the a very serious anti-hero where the anti-hero is actually really the villain in some ways like like uh uh dexter um you know that that's what's so tricky about it is you can have someone who's doing very awful things or maybe like sopranos someone who Yes, they're human. They have qualities that are human and are generally normal, but you know, they're they're doing awful, awful dark things. But we are always we find ourselves hoping that they get out of it. Like the way the drama is executed, like we don't want them to get caught. Where we hope that they make it through. But ultimately if it was a real person, you know, we wouldn't be so sympathetic, I don't think, in my mind. Right. Yeah. Did but, you have you seen it, Andy? No. But I'm, I intend to get to it. I'm... Yeah, it's only six episodes, and they're only a half hour each. But this um, is, yeah, such a brilliant way that at first it's kind of funny, then it's really dark, and it's really sad. And in the most brilliant way, it pulls itself out of, of, of a place that's way lower and more depressing and dark than most shows like this go. And it tends to be heartwarming and funny, and I think has a, a relevance to to real life in a way that other shows don't really get that into. Anyway, I know this was you talking about it, Carl, but I haven't had a chance to talk about it at all. And I just, oh, that's, yeah, it's fine. I loved it. I just can't recommend it higher. I tweeted a quote from it. It was my favorite quote of the whole show. It's his friend that he talks to at the cemetery, uh, played by Penelope Wilton. And she, when she talks about, um, a society becomes great when old men plant trees, the shade of which they know they will never sit in. Right. Right. So good. Yeah, we could stand to have a little bit more of that in our yeah. <laughs> society right now. You know, like Yeah. Maybe maybe doing something so that there are trees around in forty years for our kids. Right. And I mean, it, that really is the theme of the overall theme of the show and the character arc, because as that quote's really referring to what it's said in the show, you know, he he has no reason to live. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about hurting people's feelings because he's like, what's the worst that's going to happen to me? They, I want them to kill me. I want to die. Um, And there's, so he was saying there's he has no reason or motivation to to do anything at all, let alone good or positive. And she, and this lady was kind of countering with, you know, it's not about you, you know, sometimes, you know, or the idea is just being kind to someone just for the sake of, of them. Right. Yes. You're hurting, but you know, you can just be kind to somebody else, regardless of any sort of selfish motives you have or don't have. So, yeah. So the idea is like the old man's not going to be around to enjoy that shade. Right. So there's he has no reason or motivation to plan it. It will never benefit him. But he no. does it anyway because he cares about others. So anyway, I know that yeah, sounds so deep or a little <laughs> much, but <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> yeah, that's all I've been watching. So, okay. Yeah, so the two that I had was Afterlife, which uh, we just went through quite a bit. And the other one, I watched a documentary called The Disappearance of Madeline. I think it's McCann. Uh, it's on Netflix. 
it's uh it's about basically these uh these people they kind of have like families that go to like Portugal and then uh it's like a getaway place and I think they're kind of well off people, my impression. But all the parent they put their kids to bed in these places they were renting. And it was like all a community. So it was like surrounding like a central area where they could go swimming and have dinner and stuff. So they could like kind of see the apartments from where they were. But uh, while and then they would do these things where they would rotate and check on the kids every half hour and a different parent would check on all the different kids every half hour and rotate it so that they can just mm-hmm. enjoy themselves at night. Anyway, a girl was one of the girls was taken and went missing and it just created a whole just, you know, uh, basically crime drama of, of where, who took her, where did she go? What happened? Everyone starts pointing fingers at everybody. It's just like all, you know, common uh, thing where you, you know, you know, yeah, all you know, the parents now at some point are suspected to have done something, and there's people that were helping the whole time, and then all of a sudden they think that they did it, and it's just all over the place. But it's just a, it was interesting. Uh, I, I can't remember how many episodes it is, but I do know that it should have been, in my opinion, half. They could have covered all the content that needed to be covered in half the episodes, so it's kind of a bit of a, it's drawn out, I think, but. Other than that, it's it's a pretty interesting uh, story of, especially when you have kids and you have, I don't know, have you guys ever done anything like that where... Had our kids kidnapped? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe... No, like I had the, a couple of dogs dying <laughs> the same day twice. <laughs> I don't, I'm trying that to was think, pretty sad. Yeah. Maybe like they're across the street and you have a baby monitor or something like that. Oh yeah, we use uh, we uh, we use we we've used cell phones as baby monitors. Yeah, and, and it's kind of like you think you're you think you've got it covered. Mm-hmm. Worst case worst case scenario, mm-hmm. that doesn't work out so well. <laughs> anyway, so uh, that's it for me. Hey, did you ever um, did you ever watch the other um, Netflix documentary, uh, Abducted in? Is it Abducted in Plain Sight, Carl? Is that the name of it? I saw a lot of it because Kirsten watched it. Yeah, we all talked about it quite a bit. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Did you see that then? Yeah, yeah, and we did talk about it, okay. yeah. I could, how did you like uh, uh, the disappearance of the one that you're talking about uh, compared to that one? Uh, abducted in Plain Sight is way better, and... Okay. It moves faster, and the the level of insanity of who is doing what and why is through the roof. Th- this is okay. a little bit more traditional, something you would see on... It, it's not the same structure, but something you would kind of see on 60 Minutes. But it's dramatized, so, you know, it it's kind of like... I don't know. It's, if you like these kind of things, it's worth checking out. But Abducted in Plain Sight, to me, is next level. It's way next okay. level. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's go to uh, our feature reviews. Um, let's see. Andy, you don't have any, right? <sighs> Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, so I, I have two problems. First is I have a job. Um, and the uh, right now we're right in the middle of uh, butterfly hatching season. What does that mean? Uh, 
That's when the butterflies emerge from the chrysalises. Mm-hmm. Chrysalis. I can't remember how to. How to I should probably know that as a lepidopterist. Um, Do they like they emerge? They 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 flutter away, and we gotta count them. You gotta count them. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Well, I gotta, I gotta count them. I gotta count how many emerge from their chrysalis on any given day. Write it down, and then you know. Is, is this check like, under the wings and attach the transmitters and all that kind of stuff. Attach the Something. transmitters? What are you going on about? Is this serious? No, I, attach the transmitters. That's what I said. <laughs> to a butterfly? Just, what are you talking just, about? Just go with it, William. Just go with it. Yes. I thought you were saying like maybe there were so many in the road you couldn't drive safely. Like, you know, when a bird hits a plane. and it, No. You're no. like... No, no, you're going out there as a scientist counting butterflies. Yes, as a as a as a as a professional lepidopterist. Oh, oh, right. This is your this is your day job. Good on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wasn't trying to make fun of you. You just got done explaining you were on a family vacation, so I'm not like rubbing it in. But but Carl did oh, see more. Right. I, did, I did say that. I did say that. I did say that I was on a family vacation. You're right. Yeah. I took, I took, and I'm also on a, I'm on on a little sabbatical from the hedron, from the hadron collider. Okay. It's the other, other places I work, but anyway, but Carl doesn't have a job. What did you see, Carl? (laughs) I saw a lot of stuff. Hey, by the way, uh, people were, we, we got into some serious trouble based on what you said. Did you hear about this? Uh, what did I say? Oh, oh the, was it? You, you uh, want to you want to handle this one, really? <laughs> well, he's just talking about. Basically, I got a I got a text from Mister Legary, and I did find it funny how he did it. Oh, he, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can't remember what it was about though, but I did hear. Yeah, but he took a picture <laughs> you, you of a t- you, of a tweet that was like, you know, somebody was hurt feeling. Hey guys, like, I really love you guys. Um. I, I, you know, I wasn't gonna I mean, say because I'm a Walmart greeter. I wasn't, yeah, 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 I wasn't gonna Walmart say greeter. anything, but the you build up, dick, the, but the build up is the best. I wasn't gonna say anything, but it's really been bugging me. And he's like, but I'm a Walmart <laughs> Walmart greeter, and you know, it's the only choice I have. I mean, it was just like super sad, and and like Harry's like, I'm not sure where this, who said what, and where, but I'm gonna assume it's the movie podcast weekly crew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, I found that funny. I'm like, and I was like, ah, uh, I think maybe, yeah. And then I had to go back and try to like figure out. And, and then he accused me of being on welfare. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. No, he didn't accuse you of being on welfare. Well, he did. He said, at least I'm not on welfare. Doesn't, doesn't mean he's saying that you're on welfare. That's how it sounded, but maybe I took it the wrong way. Uh, you you took it the wrong way. <laughs> Right, so a- Andy, what was your motivation of bringing that up? Just rubbing it into Carl's face? Because we had to deal with that last week because Weenie wasn't on the show. Yeah. Um, anyway. I, I Look, Carl, I'm assuming because um, I so do So what the- have you seen, Carl? You're unemployed. No, hold on. <laughs> a bag of trash. Hold on. I'm, I'm assuming, I want to know if this is right or not, because like, I do this all the time. Sometimes I'll say something like, which I should not. I should not do this. But if I'm getting real, you know, animated, I might say I'd rather kill myself than have to watch Pride and Prejudice again. 
right? Which I, I've said that phrase. Is this your reply? Yes, sir. Are you are you laughing at me? No. Are you rejecting me? I'm sure that the feelings which, as you've told me, have hindered your regard will help you in overcoming it. Might I ask why with so little endeavour at civility I must repulse? And I might as well inquire why with so evident a design of insulting me you chose to tell me that you like me against your better judgment. No, believe me, I if didn't If I mean... was uncivil, then that is some excuse, but I have other reasons. You know I have. What reasons? Do you think that anything might tempt me to accept the man who has ruined, perhaps forever, the happiness of a most beloved sister? Do you deny it, Mr Darcy? that you separated a young couple who loved each other, exposing your friend to the centre of the world for caprice and my sister to its derision for disappointed hopes and involving them both in misery of the acutest kind. I do not deny it. How could you do it? Because I believed your sister indifferent to him. Indifferent? I watched them most carefully and realised his attachment was deeper than hers. That's because she's shy. Bingley too is modest and was persuaded she didn't feel strong. Because you suggested it. I did it for his own. My sister hardly shows her true feelings to me. I suppose you suspect that his, his fortune had some No, I wouldn't be your sister the dishonour, though it was suggested. What was? It was made perfectly clear that that contained his marriage. Did my sister give that impression? No, no, no. There was, however, I have to be a matter of your family. Our want of connection. Mr Bingley didn't seem to vex no, himself about that. that. How, sir? It was the lack of propriety shown by your mother, your three younger sisters, even on the case of your father. What about Mr Wickham? Mr Wickham. What excuse can you give for your, your behaviour towards him? You take an eager interest in that gentleman's He told concerns. me of his misfortunes. Oh, yes, his misfortunes. I mean, very great indeed. You ruin his chances and yet you treat him with sarcasm. So this is your opinion of me. Thank you for explaining so fully. Perhaps these offences might have been overlooked had not your pride been hurt by my honesty and admitting scruples about our relationship. Could you expect me to rejoice in the inferiority of your circumstances? And those are the words of a gentleman. From the first moment I met you, your arrogance and conceit, your selfish disdain for the feelings of others made me realise that you were the last man in the world I could ever be prevailed upon to marry. <laughs> it's not, though. It's hyperbole. It's like, I'm just, I'm just, I, look, if somebody was like, hey, I was, I was thinking of killing myself and that made it worse, I'd be like, I don't know, like, I'd feel horrible, but I'm just like, I wasn't being literal. I don't know how to like, I'm assuming, Carl, you were just like. Is it that kind of thing? Or you were like, no, screw Walmart uh, greeters. <laughs> no, 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 no. I can't even remember how it came up. It was, um, I might have said something like, well, if I have, uh, oh, I said, I know what it was. I said, if it comes down to me being a Walmart greeter or starving to death, I'll starve to death. Right, right, right. So, And I made a joke like there, you know, we're kind of like, there goes our Walmart greeter listeners, which I thought right, right. would never... <laughs> ever be real <laughs> which we all thought who the Man. would listen to our show if they were all oh carl <laughs> oh <sighs> anyway so uh, i mean look the thing is is there are humans in this world who are all over the place and on the map spectrum who have all sorts of feelings rarely are we actually trying to attack anyone personally so I just assumed that's always the case, and yes. sometimes we just say things untactfully. You want to hear something funny, though? We, yes. We, gen we genuinely apologize. We mean to offend everyone. Yes. <laughs> but I literally can't remember the last time. I, I go into Walmart fairly frequently. I can't remember the last time a Walmart greeter actually greeted me. <laughs> uh, they're, kind, they're kind of doing away with the positions. They, they are, about. but they usually <laughs> just stand there and, and you know couldn't give a crap as you walk by, you know? <laughs> right well you've had some bad experiences obviously with some walmart this is my, i'm just gonna say this is my ricky gervais episode right oh my gosh 
I've always had I've always had wonderful interactions with Walmart greeters. <laughs> They're always very happy to see me. Oh, I'm not saying I had a bad interaction. Very, I'm just saying many, many, I, of, them want, no many of them wonder when why I haven't come over for dinner lately. I have one of those lovable faces. Unlike Carl, who apparently is so repulsive he can't even get a high out of a Walmart greeter. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh-huh. They just look at me, keep walking. <laughs> That's two. That's two, Carl. Two what? All right. So what are we? What am I reviewing? Carl. That's two F words from Carl. Is it? I I only have yes. one. One. Just said another There's one. There's two. Son of a bitch. Um. I mean that jokingly, Carl. Why don't you just start with whatever movie you want to talk about? Let's hear it. Okay. You're unemployed. You got time. Why don't you just I go do. for one? <laughs> he loves driving that home. Um, <laughs> I okay. I saw. Did you guys see Dumbo? Baby, don't you cry? Baby, that we're all family here no matter how small No, it was I was underwhelmed. I, I uh, and I'm a Tim Burton fan, which, but the thing that I found weird about it is he had a lot of his characters acting in really strange uh, characteristics that I thought didn't work. But and it's been so long since I've seen the original, I couldn't even tell you how accurately this follows it. But. Uh, yeah, it was it was so so. I t- truthfully, I was kind of bored. It didn't do very well on the Rotten Tomatoes, did it? I'd give it a six point five. Hmm. Um, I saw Five Feet Apart. This March, you're the kind of guy that ignores the rules because it makes you feel in control, right? You're not wrong. You think that's cute? Do you think it's cute? Five Feet Apart, rated PG thirteen, which is a teenage. Uh, I want to say rom com without the com. Uh, it's about speed. two teens who are both in the hospital because they both have cystic fibrosis, which is when your lungs produce too much mucus and you can't breathe very well and you you get close to death. And uh, they're both waiting lung transplants. They fall in love. And it's, it's pretty heartwarming, you know, but pretty much paint-by-numbers teenage raw, uh, romantic film. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the like is, akin to the, what was the one? What was the one about the the guy who was dying uh, a couple of years ago? Uh, the Fault in Our Stars. Yeah, that one. Yeah, is it sort yeah. of same as that? Yeah. Um, it's. Do they the all end, die at the end of this one? Uh, no, but the, oh. it's it's got a good ending. Awesome. I thought it I thought it did well, and I I'd, I'd give it a seven. Um, 
another one that's in the same vein if you haven't seen it that's actually really good is uh, me earl and the dying girl okay i don't think i've heard of that it's really Pretty good, good it's, a, it's yeah. a teenage romantic but it's really well written with some good biting comedy uh well, can i ask you a question how, how did you do with the ladies as a teenager uh i did i did i did well once i was i mean were you 16. a sap then too was i a sap yeah you, no. mean, you mean no. uh, like a hopeless romantic? Did. Is that what you mean? Like, yeah, like a, hopeless yeah, like, yeah. Well, I did. Yeah, I did. I liked. I still liked romantic movies. You know, somewhere in time, all those. Oh, I me, thought me too. Me too. But then I got married and grew up here. Jeez. <laughs> I thought you were saying Meet Earl and the Dying Girl was like something that was out now. You're just saying this one no came i'm just out. saying yeah it's, it's better no, that came out a couple years ago yeah it was just but that it's one. in the same uh, arena as these movies i see um is it, is it your therapist that has you going to all of these teenage <laughs> rom-coms all of them uh no it's my boredom that has me oh. going to all of them okay um right. what else it doesn't violate your registry requirements or anything nope well, you got. Uh, you said you saw Best of Enemies. I'm so sorry, Best of Enemies. Did you guys see this one? No. <laughs> no, but this is what I wanted to see. Where are we gonna go to school now? I'm gonna find you somewhere real nice to go. The council will vote to either adopt or reject school integration. Folks in this stand like things the way they are. We gonna beat school segregation once and for all. <laughs> you gotta shake it up. The Best of Enemies, rated PG-13. Uh. I had never heard, I didn't know the story. Um, it's based on a true story in North Carolina in 1971. Uh, a, uh, an all-black school burns down, elementary school. And the community, well, the black community wants to integrate the kids into the white school so that they can finish the year. And of course, uh, the white people and the KKK are totally against that. So they bring in an outsider who has done these kind of uh, meetings that they call a charat. Uh, and what that is, is you get the two groups of people together, you create uh, two groups of leadership called a Senate, and you debate everything, you bring everything out, and then at the end you have a vote. And whatever the result of that vote is, it, it stands, and everyone agrees that it will be the rule. And that's what they did in this community. And Sam Rockwell, if you've seen the trailer, you know, he's the head of the clan and he gets voted to be the leader of the white side. And it's how they uh, end up working together. And, um, and it actually has a really powerful climactic scene with Sam Rockwell giving a speech that I thought was really great. I mean, he's always awesome and he's, he's just as good in this. Now, uh yeah i wanted to see i want to see this really bad now is he the head of the clan or is he just like in the top i thought there was like someone above him that was ordering him well there's he's the head of the clan in his community oh okay yeah so but yeah it's uh both both the leads gave incredible performances and uh really good movie cool <laughs> it gave it a nine nice and uh, today I saw Shazam. 
You've run from foster homes in six counties. I can take care of myself. When you're 18, give these people a chance, because that's what they're giving you. Hello? Say my name so my powers may flow through you. But I don't know your name, sir. Shazam. Wait, for real? Say okay! Shazam? Sorry about your window, but you're welcome for not getting robbed. Oh, hey, what's up? I'm a superhero. And was I liked it. It's fun. It's funny. Um, not quite as funny as all really just a good, charming kids superhero movie that uh, relies on the humor. And uh, Mark Strong plays the villain who's always good. Right. That's that's the guy that uh, is he the villain in Sherlock Holmes? The yep. Okay. The first one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's in, and he's the guy in uh, the Kingsman. Doctor Thaddeus Savannah. I don't know his name. <laughs> oh, in the in Shazam or yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, um, I'd give Shazam an eight as well. Wow. Well, that wasn't that wasn't a horrible use of your week. Well, I, no. And you said you saw Hotel Mumbai? Oh, man. That movie will rock you guys. Welcome to the Taj, home to statesmen and celebrities for over a century. Wow. Remember always, here at the Taj. Thank you. We hope we'll have a good stay. Guest is gone. Oh, look Where's at my that. It's uh, amazing. There's a whole other room oh, back here. Let's move. Out! Do you have a family? Yes, sir. And I hope you'll stay alive and see them. Someone's coming for us. We go down the back stairs and straight out the service exit. If they had us, we'd not die. We take our chances. Let's get. We all are. But to get through this, we must stick together. This is uh, this happened in 2008. A terrorist attack on the hotel Mumbai, which is a really, really fancy, upscale hotel in Mumbai. And it just shows what these people went through and the complete lack of law enforcement where these people were stuck in this hotel trying to dodge these these four young kid terrorists who were being controlled by their their parents and handlers from Pakistan. And it's, it's just horrifying and gut-wrenching uh, what they went through. Hmm. But it's 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 a it's well done. It's really well done. De, uh, Dev Patel is one of the stars, and he's always great. Yeah, he's awesome. He but he was in. Uh, um, what was the Those one? People know in? from Slumdog Millionaire, right? Right. Well, I think the two I'm excited to see are Best of Enemies and Hotel Mumbai. I don't, uh, oh, you said you saw Captive State too. Yeah, that was really good. It was surprisingly. It, you can tell it's a uh, a modest budget sci-fi. Okay. But r- really well done, and the tension just literally builds. There's like no let up. It just keeps growing and growing until the end. 
and uh, got um, drew a blank on one of the leads' names. Famous actor, um, John Goodman. Yeah, I almost said John Lovitz. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> John Goodman. That's a different person. And uh, yeah, it looks like it's already gone from theaters. Maybe might be in one or two, but if you get a chance, that's a good one. Cool. Yeah, see, the difference, Carl, I've noticed is since whether this is what you always do or just where you are in your life, you have seen a ton of movies where when you're not here, <laughs> Andy, Ryan, and I, we saw like one movie from Netflix <laughs> that we talked about the whole time. <laughs> yep. That's basically what happens. Um, Carl's, Carl, Carl's pulling the lion's share. Yeah. Hey, I'm happy to do it. I mean, I saw Pet Cemetery, but neither of you saw that. So, uh, the only thing I can I feel like I saw that in the trailer. To be honest, oh, the trailer and, and, was. And we know, and we know the story it was awful. That was one of the worst examples of they showed every highlight. Yeah. In that trailer, and I was like, why would they do that? Even if, even because you know, I'm sure there are tons of people who haven't seen the originals. Younger people, especially. So why would you show all that? Even if it was the exact same movie, why would you show all of that? Right? It's just nuts to me what they're what they're thinking there. I can tell like the his daughter dies. Right. He thinks about bringing her back by burying her there. I mean, it's like you guys showed me the whole damn thing. Sometimes it is better. The pet cemetery. Place to bury our pets and remember them. Might seem scary, but it's not. Perfectly natural. Just like dying is natural. Old town's been using this place for generations. Folks make a kind of ritual out of it. I know what you're thinking of doing. But they don't come back the same. I should never have shown you that place. We have a second chance. Sometimes dead is better. So I'm a huge fan of the 89, uh, the first one. Huge. Who was who started in the first one? Um, well. How do we know her? Uh, you got the the girl from Star Trek Next Generation. Remember her? <laughs> uh, which one? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I can't the think. Psychic? No, she was the head of security before Worf. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Denise uh, okay. Crosby. Yeah, yeah. I think is her name. Yes, thank you. <clears throat> um, and then you've caught the just off the top of my head. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> A dude named Dale Midkiff. Right. What? The father in that was Dale Midkiff. No idea who that is. Sure you do. He was in Pet Cemetery. He's in Airbud Three. You haven't seen Airbud Three. Air three. Oh, that solves it. Jeez. He was in Love Potion Number Nine. You definitely saw that one. Don't I tell didn't. me you didn't. I didn't. Liar! You liar! I'm serious? I didn't. Uh, he was in. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Love comes softly. And you know the it just keeps getting worse. The actor that's uh, <laughs> the judge in uh, My Cousin Vinny and 
the old uh, black and white oh, the monsters. Mary? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. He's in it. Wait, Carl, have you seen the original Pet Cemetery? No. no. Oh. Okay. Oh. That that makes sense. Oh, how you're that, how you're that, reacting this, makes sense. This doesn't sound. This doesn't sound. Well, it might be dated. I did buy a, I did buy a gun this weekend though to prepare for any pet cemetery like <laughs> oh, good. things going good. happening. So. Right, well, so the pet cemetery things easy to avoid. Just don't right. bury them. Yeah. You uh, just cremate cremate your cremate your loved ones. <laughs> right. I mean, or it also sto- it also stops all zombie attacks. Or right, you can bury your pets. That's totally normal they are not going to come back alive but and i let me tell you i have no point of reference other than this fantasy movie but what you don't do just because or whatever is wrong with you is wander out into the woods until you find an abandoned you know eerie you know uh cursed native american burial site playing drums wearing freaky masks (laughs) You know, uh, where there's like, you know, legends for thousands of years of some sort of mythical monster that roams the area. I mean, uh, you've you've lost all, uh, you know, your rights. I mean, if it comes back alive and kills you, it's kind of on you. That's really your fault. Right. Because in your backyard, just like right, you know, take, I don't know, 10 yards away or whatever. Just dig a hole, put it in there. (laughs) Call it good. It's not complicated. (laughs) Anyway, uh. Well, see, Andy, have you seen the original then in '89? Okay, so oh, sure. I think it's a it's a it's the, a classic. The scene, the scene where the scene where the little kid's shoe is bouncing through the air, yeah, is indelibly imprinted on my brain. Yeah, me too. In fact, uh, on our network that we're a part of, there's a uh, special episode from Movie Moments that's going to be posting tomorrow uh uh-huh. and it's where we talk about the this one in 89 and then in 2019 and let's just say there was a magic moment which means two different i had matt and liz from the sci-fi podcast and i felt bad because liz did not does not like horror movies she did not want to go she only did it so to you know for this episode she's freaked uh-huh. out of, freaked out of her mind the whole time screaming eyes covered <laughs> she hated the experience so bad but anyway uh basically uh if you want to listen to what uh, moment it was that we me and matt chose uh it was epic it, 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 that movie has a real lasting impression on people who see it now I, it might be dated be interesting i carl i know you're not a big horror fan but um i'm not sure how it holds up but i because i saw it it's not that carl doesn't like horror it just He's only got so many hours in a week to watch movies, <laughs> and there's so many teenage rom-coms to get through. Right. It's hard to prioritize a 1989 horror film. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I don't want to be completely dismissive, but I guess it kind of is. My last thing I want to say is I don't see any reason to go out of your way to see this movie, the 2019 um yes it's a little updated as far as effects a little bit maybe it's shot a little bit better uh it fills in almost every other way and it's not that interesting and the original just has everything you would need it's way better 
<clears throat> so save some money and time and watch the trailer. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't recommend it uh, unless you just want to check it out once it comes streaming on Netflix or whatever. Whatever. You know. I guess if you're a huge fan. Okay. Uh, does anyone? Uh, all three of us saw us, right? I think this is the last one. Does anyone want to say anything yeah. about it? Okay. Jason. Jason. Where were you? I didn't know if you were lost. Stick with me, and I'll keep you safe. There's a family in our driveway. It's probably the neighbors. But y'all scared of a family? Hi, can I help you? Zora, put your shoes on. If you want to get crazy, we can get crazy. Andy, do you I want to? Did, did we talk about this last time? Well, you and I did the traditional movie uh, podcast weekly. I, I guess I kind of like the trailer talk. We kind of okay. We talked about the premise and that we thought it. You know what we kind of generally thought without talking about it. But okay. we were waiting for Carl and Ryan because Ryan hadn't seen it, so that we could get into it. But now Ryan's not here. I don't know. I don't know what you guys want to do. Well, if you guys already Talk talked about it. about it, I can just say that I, w- I wasn't a fan. I, you know, I'm, I'm a little. Let's 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 tell our war- our listeners right now. Hey, we we intend to, to talk about plot points and that uh, you don't know going into this. So we're, we're going to talk about us. Right. We're going. It's going to be some spoil talk right now. Yes. So deal with it. <laughs> Go ahead, Carl. So, Carl, I will. Let me ask you then. Um, what were some of the major, most like elements that you really didn't like? The things that really made you push you to not enjoy it at all? There was just so much of it. I didn't get what he was trying to say. And you know, I've listened to a couple of shows of people expounding on it afterward, and I thought, oh, okay, well, well, that it's. I still thought to me, you didn't do a good enough job explaining that in the film. Um, I didn't like it. The ending just seemed like they kind of ran out of uh, ideas. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, there was quite a bit of it. I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not following. And then, but yeah, I mean, well, what about stylistic? It wasn't ne- nearly as good as get out. Yeah. So like 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 let's say you take out the like why why are things happening right the reason behind mm-hmm. it all uh was it did you enjoy it on a on a kind of suspenseful level or Surface level yeah it was it was it was a good, were you scared yeah there were moments where you know um it's it was good suspense good uh horror occasionally <clears throat> excuse me um but yeah yeah, because that's that. Because uh, I didn't get to bring it up last time because it's just full of spoilers. But um, I actually enjoyed it all as just kind of a a more thoughtful kind of quality made horror. Because horror can be, I think, and I think it often try. It's not not trying not to be this way. It's you know they're being horror movies, a lot of them, and they're they're under it's dumb. It's it's dumb intentionally. Yeah, right. Or or they just know that people are okay with it. It's underfunded. It's you know. What, whatever yeah. it is but this one was way above that but 
my one thing that I struggle with is, yeah, the the premise of the ending of what is actually going on. I didn't understand what that what like is this literal? Are we supposed yeah, to just exactly. like accept this fantasy? Or was it trying to be like, this is a world we're creating? Because, you know, horror movies, you have a, all the other franchises, like, yes, they build as they go a lot, but they'll set a premise, like, whether it's, I don't know, like a druid ruins that have cursed somebody to be a zombie. And, you know, whatever the premise is that you have to accept, uh, or, uh, you know, the stars aligned and it created some sort of cosmic... <laughs> negative energy that made the dead come out of their graves whatever but this one was very specific and very detailed and i was like well why are you, if you're going to tell us this what is it what is happening here there's this like underground facility where people are cloned and well i think what he was trying to say is there's this prim the primal you lives underground where it can't speak but it's there. It's this, the, you know, the primitive you, and uh, that's the abstract what, explanation. What, what would happen if it, what would happen if the primitive you got out? You know, right? Um, as a metaphor, right? Right. But then, yeah, like I, I wasn't understanding the why he was referencing the hands across America thing. Um, uh, right. Well, I mean, the right. the thing is, these are physical people that do come out, though, and one it right. changes places with, places with one, and it just gets confusing when I try to break it down in any way that makes sense other than a metaphor. So that exactly. was my yeah. question: was is is it just to be considered a metaphor? It's not literal, none of it. Yeah, or is, was he trying to say that hey, we're we're getting to a point in society where our our primal urges are coming out and we're, we're turning into just animals, you know, that want to kill our higher selves. You know, I, that's a good question. I don't know. Hmm. And I, I, uh, I, I've heard all of that. Um, those, <laughs> and I reject explanations. No, I, I mean, I really have, but, but I, I, I felt like for me when I went in, I didn't, I didn't know any of that ahead of time. I didn't know it was, going to be social commentary or anything like that. And so I just got to enjoy it as a horror film. Mm -hmm. And, and when you, when you, we do this with horror films and with sci-fi films where we, we sort of accept a, an alternate reality an alternate universe where things, things don't have to make sense according to uh, the universe that we, of our own reality. Right. And so, and so William, as I, as I was watching it, when they explained the hands across America, I, I, it, it doesn't bother me that I don't quite understand the whole drive of that. Well, um, well mine was more because focused. It's because it's set in a different reality of, of, you know, one, one little girl's, one little girl's charisma uh, in, in, in intelligence gets gets a whole crew gets a whole crew to, to revolt and even if it's for the ridiculous even if it's just for the ridiculous premise of everybody wearing red and holding hands across America you know it's, it didn't bother me well I'm, I mean I don't necessarily get that but that's not what I'm hung up on I'm more hung up on 
where these people are these real humans that are down in this facility eating rabbits are they where are they going to the bathroom is someone cleaning up how do they sustain each other well and what was the rabbits what was that you know i'm well, more, their food source. i'm like caught up practically like are they physically there and could they not are they so dumb they couldn't figure out none of them wandered off out out of that place at all except for one randomly by accident and met their doppelganger and i and the thing is is like i was just trying to break it down at the end i'm like i'm just trying to think did any of this actually happen? Yeah. So, 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 so again, going back to what I was saying is I, I, when I watch this film, like I do most horror films, I don't, I, I try my hardest not to try to put the plot of the movie into my own actual reality. Cause when you do that, you start realizing that none of it would make sense for how normal adult humans would, would, would act. Right. Well, I mean, I guess so. I mean, there's truth to that. Obviously, suspending your disbelief with Jaws is key, especially at this point, because at no point does that look like an actual great white shark in any possible concept. But I'm just trying to say, like, with The Shining, it sets up parameters of of rules, right? Or even Pet Cemetery, they're kind of like, here's the world, we're presenting it to you. Here's the rules we're presenting did, to you. Did they tell us that in, the, in this movie? What were the rules? That the, these were, these were like clones of us, but then the project didn't really work out well, but then it got away from them or something like that. But got away from I, who? What project? Um... I thought they kind of explained that, and I didn't. Uh, I don't know. Let, well, me, let me look at it. Well, anyway, my thing is, is I enjoyed it just as a thrill ride, being scared. Um, I thought it was great acting. I thought it was shot well. Um, I just my, I don't know, you know, my my critique at the on it is because it's not perfect. Is I don't know what I don't know what world this is or any of the rules. I, I just got the sense they didn't even care and they weren't really going to explain anything. They just kind of wanted you to accept the metaphor, um, which is not typical for any movie, let alone horror or science fiction. You, I can go on endlessly about any movie that sets up the parameters, you know, whether it's Blade Runner or, or Logan's Run. They're like, here's this world. It's totally made up. We have no point of reference to it because it doesn't exist yet or ever. But this is like how it works and it's consistent and you can, yeah. and, and you get it and you know, like it, it makes sense. And yeah, there's questions. Well, was, was this really this or that, or, you know, or even a uh, total recall, like, was it all, you know, part of a, uh, the simulation or was it real, but it works enough. It's been built in a way that it's world building and it's, con it's, it's why we can watch them over and over again. Anyway, I don't. I hope that um, I hope that Jordan Peele does something completely different next time, and not yet another race commentary movie. I think he's going to pigeon hole himself if he if he goes for three. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, maybe maybe that's what he wants. Oh, wait, so, hey, so so reading from Wikipedia, this is what it says. Uh, Adelaide returns to the Boardwalk Funhouse, walks through a secret tunnel in a hall of mirrors. This leads to an underground facility overrun by rabbits where Adelaide finds Red. 
Red states that the tethered were clones of the U.S. population created by the government in an attempt to control the public, but the experiment failed and the tethered were abandoned underground for generations, trapped beneath the surface, doing nothing but forced to mimic the actions of their above-ground counterparts, until Red organized them to escape as a form of revenge. The movie horribly fails at explaining that. Yeah, even if it even if it did to that extent, I would say so the entire human population of what's above ground is underground in that facility and it's somehow surviving on any level. Do you remember at the beginning of the film it talks about how there are <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Again, thousands I, and thousands of miles of underground tunnels. Right, but that's, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a metaphor to something to do with the Civil War or something. I honestly, <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I think it all is a metaphor, but I, I'm, the reality that this universe creates, I, no, I mean, I think it's it, it's not metaphorical. It's the commentary on our reality is metaphorical, but nothing in this is meant to be metaphorical. Well, right. I guess I'm just, you know, it it didn't. And our cl- our clones came back to get us. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it makes perfect sense to you. That's awesome. You no, know, it doesn't make perfect sense to me, but it's fine that it doesn't. Right. I'm saying that I enjoyed the horror thrill ride in general. Um, the world building was pointless and or confusing. And I could care less necessarily at this point if they like we're gonna do two more. We're gonna make a trilogy out of this. I'd just be like, Meh, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> oh, I think I think that's I, I think that's accurate. I, I agree with you. Well, but there's other movies, you know. But I think Jordan Peele. Did, I think Jordan Peele did a great job. I mean, it's scary as crap. Well, on uh, the surface, if you're not trying to read too much into it it, it, no it's still well done the pita leongo and neongo is her uh her character red is yeah she was phenomenal as uh as is is it uh let's see was the gal uh um come on come on come on what the daughter the daughter i have no idea were you familiar? Um, were you familiar with her in something else? No. Oh. Uh, Shahadi Shahadi White Joseph, man, she was her Umbre character, the tethered character, was uh, <laughs> just scary. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, um. Okay. Uh, any final thoughts on on any of this, Carl? No, just uh, I was I wasn't as enthralled as everyone else that reviewed that I heard or read. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's just it just wasn't made for you, man. Yeah, and I'm not. A, I'm in all fairness, like you point point out, I'm not a horror guy, but I thought Get Out was a beautiful horror film. Yeah, yeah. I I did enjoy Get Out more, personally, also. Yeah, I I think Get Out's the... It's certainly a more accessible film. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. So, uh, is there anything else that uh, we didn't cover worth feature reviews? Mm, not that I know of. Okay. Uh, just by chance, anyone got any uh, here? Ex- any exciting news uh, coming up in the entertainment world? By chance? The entertainment world. I don't know. Something Frozen Two is guys- coming out in a couple of months. Oh shit! Are you, you are you legitimately excited for that or? No, I'm not. No, you just my, my, my daughters are. I, I uh, any of you guys watched um, the Highwaymen? Uh, no. Is that Kevin, a new one? Yeah, Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson. Oh no, I had some I, Netflix. Did you? No, I'm I'm gonna watch it this week, but it, it's the, apparently the true story of the guys who caught Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, oh looks good. Um, on Netflix. Yeah. Let's watch it for next time. Yeah, let's. Yeah. Let's, uh, okay. I want to do that. Uh, Carl, have you seen Drowning Mona? I uh, no. <laughs> so Drown- Drowning Mona is on Amazon Prime. Do you have access to that? Yep. Okay. Uh, it came up because I think I, I was inspired from s- something that happens in that movie about it, what you write on a tombstone. And then Ryan hadn't seen it. And then Andy got excited about it. It's it's one of the it's a really good kind of dark comedy um independent it's movie Bette, it's Bette Midler's best film and it's i think it's casey affleck's first film yeah one it's of his older? first uh yeah, yeah, yeah no it's, this is probably 20 years old now yeah oh. this this came out in 2000 danny devito okay. um but yeah, any did see it then i'll have to look at it it's really it's just something like we kind of we all talked about reviewing movies that we were I really don't know how what the premise was of how we're going to choose it. But like the example at the time in our text was like Tombstone. We got all excited. It'd be so fun to talk about Tombstone, which I think we should do. So this is the segment like what let's talk about what we want to all be ready for other than new releases that we see. And um, I think Highwaymen, Tombstone, if you still want guys want to do that and Drowning Mona. I mean, it's not like we're going to spend a ton of time, but it's just something that keeps keeps coming up, uh, and uh, I think it'd be fun to get all on the same page instead of Carl seeing twenty movies and <laughs> no one all else. Right, so next time, next time we discuss Drowning Mona, Tombstone. The Highwayman, and, and uh, Tombstone. Yeah, got it, Carl. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um. Let's see, Carl. Do you have any plugs? And when I say that, uh, I I, we, I did personally very much enjoy your home entertainment updates, but I, <laughs> I don't know if you have any. Uh, I don't. Um, although for Andy's enjoyment, I now have one hundred and fifty-two movies on my Voodoo account. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh wow! Cool. Uh, I, you know what? I don't know if you guys brought this up, but if you didn't know, because I actually, cause I was a little slow to this, but I really like voodoo. One of my favorite things about voodoo, because I own a lot of DVDs and if I want to upgrade, uh, you know, to a high definition digital file, you can pay it somewhere depending on what, you, which one you get two to $5 to get the yeah. upgrade. And I think that's an amazing service that voodoo offers. Um, yeah, I just converted yesterday my my Blu-ray of Towering Inferno. It was two bucks, and then you have it digitally, you know. Yeah, 
And see, I was uh, I haven't upgraded my um, Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy, and I was like looking into the Blu-ray and seeing if I could get it used or or where, what the best option was. And then I forgot and realized I can just upgrade it already for way cheaper. Like seriously, for fifteen dollars, I can get you know HD digital versions of it versus you get paying. the extended. Um, it's what yeah, because it's whatever you bought, and so I have the extended now. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you scan, like, the barcode on it, yeah. and then it just knows yep. which one it is. Anyway. Sucks that there's... Hey, Carl, is there, is, is there a digital copy on 127 hours? Uh, I think it's on my iTunes account, which won't let me convert yet. Because oh, you have the Blu-ray. I do, yeah. Um, I'll have to look. Yeah. Just curious. And so that leads us to Andy. Andy, is there anything that you have just been drooling over online to buy? Something that you are so excited now? I know it's been climbing stuff last few times I've asked you, but I don't uh-huh. know if there's an album. Do you listen to music at all? I don't know if you're a music guy. Uh, I mean, I listen to music, but I, I, I just buy the music that I want. I, it's uh, not something I stress about. What about stress about? Yeah. What about a concert? Are you? Do you ever go to concerts? No. Do you do you go to events or like uh, show events, like uh, the the outdoor sh- convention? Do you, do you, you like know, gladiator uh, movies? <laughs> William, I I am I am generally regarded as one of the most offensive people, and so when I go out into public, I'm, I'm taking a risk that somebody's going to walk up and punch me in the face. I, I try to usually as wife. But... <laughs> All right. I try not. I try not to leave the house unless I'm in full disguise. Well, I did feel like I gave a pretty good effort there. No. Did I not inspire I'm very anything? Old. I'm nothing. Very old. Nothing. No. Came... Are you gonna go to bed as soon as this ends? What's the first thing you're gonna do? Dude, I'm already asleep. All right. All right. Fine. <laughs> I've been asleep for thirty minutes. <laughs> okay. Just like Ryan. <laughs> so then I'll end with mine. Just the one thing. Well, two kind of movie moments podcast is still live. I just released episode 16. It's hey, Jaws. You invite me to be on your show. You have been on the show. Silly. I have? Yeah. <laughs> About 127 minutes. Clearly it was memor- It was memorable. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. It got, um, it got great. Uh, well, let's put it this way. Let's do a little competition. Carl's huh. episode, Interstellar, got more downloads than yours, but yours had a lot of feedback with how everyone were ex- was so amazed or excited that you were a normal human being and that you <laughs> you were engaging with me like a normal person. Really took took people by surprise. They loved it. It wasn't it wasn't two hours of me being a jackass. <laughs> no. Um. But anyway, yeah, Jaws. It was an hour and a half. <laughs> right. So yeah, Jaws. I did, I did. I did end that show well, didn't I? Yeah, you did end end it with a punch punchline <laughs> joke. Yeah. So uh, and then of course on the Patreon uh, part of our network, uh, the Movie Podcast Network, there is now there's going to be a Movie Moments like special content, and it's the two pet cemetery movies with liz and matt from the sci-fi podcast and uh it's all tradition we're not just trying to review those movies we only choose a moment each 
from both those movies, but we get into some amazing storytelling about growing up with like the the ghost stories in our town or the the cemetery, you know, like myths and stuff, and and we had a really fun time uh, going down that memory lane. So uh, check that out if you want. And that ends the show. That is us. This is Movie Podcast Weekly. Thank you for listening. Good night. You. Did you just say you? I said thank you. Okay. You. Cool, guys. The thing did not come through. (laughs) (laughs) I might have said F you. I can't remember. That's what I thought you said. (laughs) No. No, I said thank you. We would like to say thank you to the Dave Eden Element for the use of their music for the podcast theme song. If you want to support Movie Podcast Weekly, you can subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. You can also find us on Twitter at MovieCastWeekly or contact us at MoviePodcastWeekly at gmail.com and or go to our website, MoviePodcastWeekly.com, where you can leave a comment in the show notes if you so desire. Thank you to everyone who donates to Movie Podcast Weekly and all the Patreons on behalf of Ryan, Andy, Carl, and myself, William Rowan Jr. Thanks again for listening and join us next time on Movie Podcast Weekly.